Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. I am going to be joined by professional better Simon Hunter. And guess what, people? Guess what? We made it. 17 weeks of a regular season, three weeks of the playoffs. We are headed to the Super Bowl and we are bringing all of our companions with us, Simon, my bestie, my BFF, I want you to tell me, honestly, tell me how this has been the most rewarding season of your life because of your experience on this podcast. Uh, ooh, that's tough. That's tough to say if it's number one in my life. Simon, um, no, 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 no. A year ago at this time, literally a year ago at this time, you and I, and Darren Ravel, we had recorded a podcast previewing the Super Bowl. Or was it? Yeah, it was the Super Bowl. And then we went to dinner. Then like the three of us went to dinner. We went to that great, great restaurant in the city. It was amazing. Then you went out with your friends. I went to bed. It was a great night. It was a great night. It was the first time that we had ever met face to face. It was a fantastic night. Now look at us. We're like compadres. We've been through the wars together. Yeah, man. We, we, uh, it, that's another crazy part too, is that, um, it just worked out that I did come up cause literally a month later, the whole country got shut down. So it was Seriously. like, it, it, thank God we actually did it and got together. But, uh, yeah, that, that was a, I, like I said, at the beginning of the playoffs, I'm, I'm obviously not as great in the playoffs just cause it's tougher with the model when it's, a two game, there's only two games going or three games. You're not going to find as much value as you would in 16 games. But the regular season, just coming into the year when you told me, because a little behind the curtain here, Chad didn't really tell me the whole Darren thing was going to happen. Like Darren was leaving. I thought it was going to be the three of us. I didn't know it was going to be me and you doing a show because it was you and Scooch. I mean, you and Scooch did this show for so long. And you were like, hey, man, um, I think you can do the whole show with me. Would you want to do that? And basically, you, you took a risk and it worked out where I, I come into the year. I really told you early on in the year, I was so terrified of the COVID season because I, I really didn't know how the, how affected all the numbers would be with there being no fans. And apparently it didn't really matter. Uh, when you go back and look at all the data, it, it, there's maybe a couple games that stand out where it's like, yeah, these quarterbacks that they change everything at the line, they never had to deal with any kind of crowd noise. That, that obviously is a big deal for veteran quarterbacks. But overall, we just saw an, a, a season where the, pretty much the nor, the numbers are pretty normal. It was, it was a big year for the dogs, but I think that has more to do with the legalization of sports betting, like the public just betting up these dogs more. So I just think that was a little bit different this year where we're just seeing it. More states, they're legalizing it, which means each state will have different numbers. And you can find different value going against different state borders. So... It's season, buddy, but I, I still we joke all the time. Sixty percent. I, I can't believe we actually got sixty percent. Fucking amazing! I gotta tell you, I didn't hear anything you said after you after you credited me with taking a risk on Simon Hunter. But that's what I do. That's my gift. Uh, you know what? I recognize talent. I put him in a position to succeed. I create an environment where everybody can create their best work. It's what I do. I'm like I'm like a super GM. I should be in the like the the Pro Football Hall of Fame for GMing football content. That's what I should do. 
I think it was uh, when you had me on with you and Ravel last season, I somehow got you guys at 58%. You were like, this is the best I've ever done. I, I think this guy might be kind of good. No, you know, well, A, that did help. We did do better in the contest <laughs> than ever before. But actually, it was, and, and credit to Matt Mitchell on this too, because um, we had talked a lot about it during the offseason. You like got better and better on the podcast just during the offseason when it was just the two of us. So then it was clear we didn't need Darren around anymore. And so then Darren, Darren was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you fired me from the podcast. Um, and then Scooch texted me and was like, dude, I kind of can't do it anymore. You know, I'm not like I got a job like that's a bigger executive job and I'm not in the book day to day and like I'm not connected to it. And, and then I said to Matt Mitchell, I'm like, what do you think? Can we just go with Simon? He's like, let's just go with Simon. I think he can do it. He was great. And then I said, do you think we should have Darren on too? And Matt Mitchell was like, no, definitely not. Do not have Darren on. And that's what happened. I love Darren just because he admitted that he knew nothing about sports betting, but then he would talk as if he knew exactly what he was talking about with like certain picks. Like I would tell him I like a certain team. He goes, well, that's just stupid. And it's like, all right, thank you, Darren. So I do miss that it was just comical, but obviously we improved this year just being the two of us. Well, listen, we all have our gifts. Darren is talking when he knows nothing. Uh, mine is recognizing <laughs> talent. That's, you know, yours is picking games. By the way, we you, you did say, like, it's amazing that we got through the season. Kudos to the NFL, right? Like, they got us through an entire freaking season. Major League Baseball canceled games. The NBA has canceled games. College football canceled games. College basketball canceled games. The NFL did not cancel any games. And I got to tell you, I don't know. I don't know if this is a testament to the pro to the testing protocols or like the fact the league maybe truly doesn't care about the players. Candidly, I don't care. I just love football. I want to do is watch football. Our business, the Action Network needs football. Thank you to the NFL for doing what you've done and getting us to the free, freaking Super Bowl. It's just, it's just yeah. amazing. Crazy. And we, we talked and I, I don't know if it was April, but me and Darren came on and Darren was classic Darren. Where he, had, he was just like, we were all in shock about what was happening in the country. And he goes, there's no chance there's going to be football. Like, I just can't see it happening. And my, my whole reasoning was, why wouldn't there be football? The, these, these owners, they don't care. Like, they say they're going to change all the rules and make it safer. We might have saw about 10 hits to the head in that Green Bay Bucks game. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it, it's one of those where they, they want to make it safer, but at the same time, the owners want the guys to play and the players, they want their money. You're only in a short window of your life. So my whole theory was that the NFL was just going to do it. Is there just a forever next man up league? Like Peyton Manning retires, it's irrelevant. There's going to be another Patrick Mahomes coming into the league. It's just always next man up. So we saw this year, it might have been like 10 games total that were really affected by it, where we had weird – like we had short weeks, we had teams moved from one week to a different week, lost their bye week, different things like that. But exactly what you said, just I never thought it was going to work with one bye week. I thought they needed two bye weeks and somehow they've just pushed along and they got a full season in the exact amount of time they had it scheduled for. So definitely kudos to the NFL. Yeah, I really thought we'd have the Super I thought we'd get through a full season, but I thought the Super Bowl would be sometime in late February, early March. That that was mm. sort of that that's what I believed. But look, we got through it. You and I you came in the podcast every week. We made some great picks in the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em contest. We pocketed some money. You can follow Simon in the app. You can see how well we did. Um, and we're still making bets. And that, my friends, has been the problem. 
And <laughs> because, as you said, Simon, the playoffs have just been ugly. And this week, I think, took it to a new low. Uh, we'll break down in more detail how we did um, in a few minutes. We're also going to talk opening Super Bowl lines. Um, we're going to talk, we're going to answer a bunch of questions. Uh, listeners have sent in questions, which I love. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about hedging. Simon, you've probably got a Tampa Bay future you got to talk about. Um, and one more thing. We are going to bring back the uh, Phrase the Pays contest. We're going to give a lucky listener $100 for every game we win each week. Uh, and we're going to give an equal amount to the charity of that winner's choice. But here's the twist. You got to participate because this is big. Simon, you and I, uh, we went winless last week. Mm. Um, that was no bueno. So uh, I believe, what did we have? Wait, did we go winless? Or did we have the over on the Packers? No, we had the Packers minus two and a half. We had the under on Chiefs, Bills, and we had the Bills plus three. So we went winless last week and there are no games this week. So here's what we're going to do. We're rolling it all together, okay? You got to participate. The winner of this week's prize, the winner of the, of the comment that we choose that we will announce on next week's podcast, that person's getting $500. That's it. Don't need to win anything. Automatic $500 for the winner. Automatic $500 for the winner's charity of choice. That's what we're doing for next week. We're rolling it over. Big, big prize in honor of a big Super Bowl week. So here's how you're going to do it. Go follow the favorites pod on Twitter at the favorites pod on Twitter. Tag us using the phrase, Simon says we care. Just tag us using that phrase, Simon says we care. Matt Mitchell will sift through the submissions, randomly choose it, you will win the money. $500, no questions asked. You don't. We don't need to win anything for you to win something, just go win that money, go get that money. Everything we're discussing is in the Action Network app. It's free, it's award-winning, go get it. Uh, the lines are moving on this Super Bowl already. Let's do an instant reacts on this, Simon. Right now, um, as I said, we went 0-3. Is there any, by the way, before we get to that, anything like we want to recap from last week that went wrong? <laughs> Everything. Uh, it was our first winless week of the season, too, which is unbelievable. Uh, pretty surprising, I'll be honest. I'm shocked we didn't have an 0-5 week in the contest. Somehow we always went, if we did bad, 2-3 for three or 1-4, for four, but... Uh, that was my other gift is knowing when it was time to take the buy. Cause those buys, I think we went uh, three and seven, three and seven. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, uh, bad weekend. Uh, I'm trying to think exactly how much up to look, but with these futures make a nice profit off a small investment. And unfortunately, unfortunately this year it did not work out that way for me where, I got super lucky. I, we already talked about it. I did a, a futures bet on the Buccaneers, and I hedged with Green Bay, and I had a futures bet with Green Bay, and I had a futures bet with the Bills. So the, the dream is just two of them make the Super Bowl, and you're good like that much because you already have both teams at a big plus numbers. And you can just mess around with totals or do props and stuff like that. But unfortunately, the Chiefs, they came to play. And if you love watching game film, that the Chiefs offense, the motions they were doing – all the things, it was just all clicking. And the OC and the, the coach, I mean, Andy Andy Reid, we know how long he's been at it now. They just seem like they're in full control where, once again, they were down 9 nothing to the Bills. I was feeling great. I'm sure Matt Mitchell having the time of his life, feeling kind of good, feeling like maybe this is really our time. And 
it, it just it, it was one of those games where it was just truly Mahomes is just incredible. Like he had three or four different times where they had him. They had him sacked and he was able to spin away from it. And we were told he had turf toe. We've seen plenty of these news outlets saying he had turf toe and either he's got incredible medicine going on or he doesn't really have turf toe because there's no way he was moving like he was with a turf toe. So, yeah, we'll get into that one. The Green Bay one, that was uh, that was just a bad read by me where I, I should have trusted my system. I should have just taken the emotions out of it where I just thought it was just his time. It was Roger's time. And this damn old man, Tom Brady, he just won't leave. I, I remember, like, thinking three, four years ago, like, he'll win a Super Bowl and he'll just retire finally and it'll be the end of it. And this guy will not leave. So my favorite stat has to be that he has uh, the same amount of uh, NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers, and he's only played one season in the, in the NFC. So it, it was one of those where everyone knew. I mean, most people knew a minute in when he just drove the field and threw, all the, threw the touchdown. You're like, oh, my God, Brady. Why, why did I bet against Brady? And – I said it on Twitter, the end, the end of that first half when he got that touchdown, in the playoffs, just every point is so critical. You knew – you just knew everyone kind of in the back of their mind, like how they're going to come back from this. You had a little hope with Rodgers and maybe the momentum would shift, but it's just free – you just gave free seven points in a, in a playoff game against Tom Brady. It was just one of those where everything that could have gone wrong pretty much did for Green Bay. And we saw – we'll talk about the Chiefs and Bucks. We saw the Buccaneers' defense, those three and outs they had, man. Wow. That was pretty incredible after those back-to-back turnovers, three and outs. So, that, that hurt. I probably lost somewhere around like 30000 this weekend. And it's brutal, but compared to what I've been in the regular season, it doesn't hurt as bad as if I had just gone 0-16 or whatever in my best in the regular season. But for futures – I was trying to talk talk about how you want to put a small amount and get a lot back. And I got myself in a position now where I'm going to end up having probably like $110,000 out there just to make like 25,000, just to like make sure I make my money back. And then some, just cause I had put in so much into other teams and the Buccaneers, I literally bet them like four times in February, March, and then I never bet him again. I should have before the playoffs started because I thought to myself it was going to be a wonky year. Like we were due for a five seed or something because it's just been one and two seeds for a while now. And here we are, a five seed versus a one seed, the goat versus the baby goat, Chad. Pretty crazy, man, we made it this far. It is crazy. I got a couple observations, and I do want to dig a little bit deeper on sort of your, your hedging and how much you have out there just to win a little bit more to cover yourself. My favorite thing about that game, you know, there was so much written after the game about Brady having a crappy game and three interceptions. And my take on that is he made two brilliant decisions and that's it. And like, that's honestly, he made two brilliant decisions and Aaron Rodgers made one bad decision. And that's the difference in the game. Tom Brady, the last play of the first half makes a great read and throws a perfect ball to Scotty Miller. And that's a touchdown. And like with eight seconds left and it's the perfect play called at the perfect time. And it was his doing. And the number of quarterbacks who are brilliant, who have had great careers, who not only don't recognize the play and then execute it as well as he did is so long. That list is so long, but the number of people who are as good as Tom Brady 
is nil because of things like that. No matter how many interceptions he throws in the second half, that's number one. Number two, there was a play, they were driving for a field goal there. You know, it was the 46 yard field goal, 48 yard field goal that that were the final points for them. It was third and six. He drops back immediately. He sees he's not, he's like not going to get complete the pass, throws it down in the dirt immediately. That's a great play that those two plays alone. Those are the two plays that led to 10 points that were the difference in the game. That's it. That's all I need. I don't need, I don't give a shit about three interceptions. I don't give a shit about if you look pedestrian, all I need is Tom Brady making the exact plays that he needs to make when they need to be made. Yeah. And those two, two of those picks were punt picks where it's like, he's just throwing a 50, 50 ball. And if he turns it over, he's like, who cares? It's a punt anyway. So right. Exactly what you're saying. He was just smart where he never turned it over on his side of the field. It was always on green Bay's side and everything you said was so true. It was, it's one of those where like you talked about, everyone just loved green Bay and it just felt like everyone was on that moment that it was just, it was too good to be true. It was Rogers moment at home. Finally, he was going to get over the hump, make it to another Super Bowl after whatever it's been 10 years. And we're going to, we'll get into it in the off season and talk about the future and stuff like that. But Aaron Rodgers, man, He'll, he'll go down as one of the more disappointing NFL careers I can remember for a quarterback where we just have – we remember all this talent, but you can't argue with people about what they say. The man's one in four in NFC championship games. So, yeah, as, a, as an Aaron Rodgers uh, fanboy, that, that was a tough game for me, man. Yeah, we made a classic mistake. It's, it's weird. You know, when we first did this podcast, we loved the value on the box. And we, like, we made the same mistake that we made all year. We talked ourselves out of it. We just we, like, we really did. Like we love the value on the bucks, but then the, the line got to three and we decided like it was a ballsier thing. It was our big balls, better the week to bet on green Bay. And we, we thought too much about that half point. And like, that's what we did all year long. And it totally bit us in the ass. Definitely. But all that matters is the upcoming week though. Right, buddy. If we just win the big game, all is forgotten. We go in the off season, off on our horses, just laughing together, cashing our winnings from the Super Bowl. So riding into the well, sunset, we got to uh, bounce back. The other thing I love from the game: two quick things, and then I want to talk a little bit about the game. I love Tom Brady at the end when he walks over to the stands and asks the security guard if his son can come down and say hello. I don't know if you saw that, but like, here's a guy trotting off the field, going to his tenth Super Bowl, greatest quarterback of all time. Couldn't have been more polite like to the security guard in the yellow jacket who's there to protect everybody. And like, he gets it. And instead of being like, Hey, let my son pass. He was just like, Hey, can I say hello to my son? I just thought that was classy. And I was totally (laughs) taken with it. The other thing I want Andy Reid to win as many Super Bowls as possible, because I believe he is a better football genius than Bill Belichick. And he deserves to be recognized as such. That doesn't make any sense. But the first one, uh, I was with a bunch of buddies watching the game and it cracked me up. No matter what you do in life, you can be Tom Brady, the greatest ever, and you're going to have never-ending never haters. My buddy, as soon as he walks up, he goes, of course, he wants to give his kid a kiss on the mouth. Tom's such a creep. I'm just like, that's where your head goes in this, like, good moment. You go right to the negative. Seriously. But, no, Andy Andy Reid, as an Eagles fan, I'm with you, man. He, he was a great coach, but you cannot tell me. Like, I've watched more games than you could ever imagine of Andy Reid as an Eagles fan. This guy could not coach the final two minutes. He would always melt and fall apart, and the pressure always got too big for him. And he got a gift from the gods. He earned it But Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that man can cover up any weakness a coach has. So he is a brilliant man like that. 
they showed it a bunch of times. The inside shuffle thing he does, like the 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 pitch they do the like the linebacker, I mean the fullback, or they do to Travis Kelsey. It's just it's the perfect storm where, like we'll talk about it, especially next week about the Chiefs, like what we're seeing right now with history. But the fact that Andy Reid got Mahomes, Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill, and he loves to just do crazy schemes with the offense. It's it's seriously like a dream come true as like a football fan because he is he's the perfect coach to have with them offensively. He's brilliant. All right, so what do we think? This game opened at three and a half. Total was 57 and a half. Highest total in Super Bowl history. Previous high was Patriots-Falcons, you know, a few years ago. This is the highest total in history. Uh, both numbers have moved down. It's been bet down to Chiefs minus three. Uh, the total is now 56 and a half. What did you think when you first saw it? What did you bet? Chad, I'm sitting here. You didn't even comment on my scarf, which was kind of heartbreaking. Neither did Matt. I Mitchell. noticed your scarf. I, I like. I think your scarf is beautiful, but you know, it's an audio thing. I didn't think like people. You know, they not everyone can see you. But if you want to talk about the beautiful scarf that you have draped around your neck, I'm happy to hear it. I am you uncultured swine. I'm going to talk <laughs> about the scarf. Uh, <laughs> this scarf right here is from my hometown in England. So this is my home club, Burnley. Burnley. And you might have heard of Burnley because they just upset Liverpool. And if you had bet on Burnley this week, it was plus 1,350. So just like no one believed in Burnley, the underdog, no one believes in us right now, Chad. We're underdogs here. That's why I'm wearing the scarf, to remind you, we are underdogs. No one believes in us. Oh, God. And just like no one believes in the Buccaneers, first instinct was Chiefs. This is going to be easy win for the Chiefs. Tom Brady's cooked. Everything went right in that Green Bay game once again for Brady. Just like Drew Brees turned it over a bunch, Aaron Rodgers turned it over a bunch. And then I dove into the numbers. And it's it's so true what everyone is saying about the Buccaneers. Their D-line right now is cooking. And you watch that game. I think they had five sacks in that game. And we know about Shaq. Shaq is one of the best DNs in the league. He, he had uh, the most sacks last year. And Jason Pierre-Paul, he's playing out of his mind right now. So – when I broke down this game, I, my initial instinct was just to take the Chiefs in the over. And then when I went through the numbers, I had this game at 31 to 30 with the Chiefs. So I think I'm getting a good number, especially when it was at three and a half with the Buccaneers. But I just love the Bucs and the value there where they feel like the smart side where the public's going to – I don't know what the numbers are. You have it in front of you. But the public's going to come in heavy on the Chiefs. And as a pro – it is it is rare for me to take the favorites in the Super Bowl unless it was Tom Brady and the Patriots. But Tom Brady is an underdog. I'm sure the action network will throw something out there. He has to be either 2-0 or 3-0 as an underdog in the Super Bowl. He's one of these guys that when you doubt him, that's when he covers. And I think you guys did put a thing up. He was 7-0 against the spread in the playoffs when he was an underdog and the money was going against him. And once again, we're in another spot here where the, all the money is going to be going against him and he's going to be an underdog. So I love the Bucks at this number. Action Network right now has this uh, projected at Tampa plus two. So you're still getting value on uh, Tampa at plus three. 63% of the bets and 88% of the money, no, 83% of the money coming in on Kansas City right now. Still, still so early, right? So, so early. Um, it, is. When we did, it is. When we did the... Um, I feel a little bit like like uh, Steve Kornacki. Like, you got to count all the bets. <laughs> all the bets are going to come in. We got to count them all. One of people's sexiest men alive. I feel like, you know, that's something to aspire to. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. 
when we did the Action Network Instant Reaction show on Sunday night, the we had two guys, Sean Corner and Chris Raybon, who immediately loved the Bucks. One guy, Matthew Friedman, who loved the Chiefs, and one guy, Stucky, who was abstaining. He sort of had it lined at exactly what this number was. So you're on the Bucks. You love this game. At uh, you loved it at three and a half. You made a pretty sizable wager. Stucky, I bet you're real fun at parties. Just give an opinion. <laughs> Just give an opinion. Be, Stucky couldn't be more fun at parties. Just throw Stucky an opinion is like, out there. Stucky, like a drunk Stucky, loves everybody. Drunk Stucky is the first one buying drinks. Drunk Stucky is the first one throwing his arm around you, telling you know, how much he appreciates you, how much he loves you, what a great job you're doing. They're, drunk Stucky is the best Stucky. Those are the people I see the most pain in their eyes. Uh, <laughs> for this one, I, I, I'm with them. That the, like the, My early gut, though, was the other. I was on the Chiefs just because I just thought Brady is He's just so lucky. He is incredible. But the things that go his way, why does it always feel like a referee is on Tom Brady's side in the end of a game? So I, I, we're in a rare spot here, Chad. We actually have a home dog in the Super Bowl. They're actually yeah. a real home dog in the Super Bowl. First time, we'll, might be the only time we'll ever say that in our lifetime. Who knows if uh, a team will ever host another Super Bowl. But it, it is – we'll break it down, obviously, more next week. But – if, if you still have the three and a half out there, yeah, take it to feel comfortable. But I'd say it all the time. The spread's dead. The, the spread, for the most part, is dead, especially in the playoffs where it usually lands on wonky numbers. Everyone's done the squares. Sometimes you win at the end, like in the Super Bowl, and you'll have like a five, and you'll just be like, I don't even know how I, I won in my square, but I won because it, somehow it's on a five. So I wouldn't care too much about the spread. It's one of those, I'm just going to take the money line. But obviously, I'll bet the spread and do teasers and everything like that, but it's one of those where I wouldn't get too harped about it. Um, we'll see. We'll see someone put it out there. But basically, the team that wins covers like 80 percent of the time. So if even if you take the Buccaneers, you already only have a one in five chance of covering that number if they lose. So it's just one of those where I just feel if you're going to go in on the Buccaneers, just do the money line. Do the money line on the Buccaneers. OK, Um any thoughts on the total? Total open 57 and a half. Now it's been bet down. Yeah. And I was, I knew the Sharps were going to come in on the under, but I thought so much public money was going to come in that it was going to keep going up. So I was happy to see that my system had it at a 61, that that's what it thinks the game will be at. Um, but my gut, I thought this would be like, I really thought they would hang 60 with these two offenses that, Again, we'll break it down next week. But my favorite thing to do is bet the under in the first quarter and the under first half and then bet the prop that there'll be more points in the second half because it just always comes out where there's just jitters. Even Tom Brady, you can go through his days with the Patriots. Man, I can't tell you how many times they just did not do any. Uh, I think that Rams game was, what, 3 nothing in the yeah. first half? And I know the Eagles one was crazy, but if you go through most of their games – like the Atlanta game, I think they were down 21 to three in the first half, the Patriots. So it's one of those where you go through, it seems like for some reason Brady always starts slow. And we saw with the Chiefs last week, they, they were down nine nothing and they, they put up 14 points really quick. But they're not one of these teams now that they're just, they're all, I, I, am, I am on the train that this is going to be a high scoring game. Like I said, I'm taking the over. But I just think it is the way you look at it long term. If you make this bet, you're going to make a profit for the rest of your life. If you just take more points second half, because it's just proven that these offenses, they make adjustments with that half an hour they have in between. And they just come out firing on the offense in the second half. So 
I love the over and I do love the under first half. All right. So your, your uh, best friend Stucky with the pain in his eyes also has a great theory about uh, had a great stat in the action network NFL podcast. We're in like the last 50 combined conference championship games and super bowls. Like, the number of times the total points scored in the first quarter uh, has been over 10 is like seven times. Uh, wow. And then you, so you live bet, then it, then it ends up going over, but you live bet the over once the game has started. Um, so we got a couple of questions and you've raised Love two that. things that I think that are, are relevant to these questions. Uh, we have a hedge question and we have a live betting question. So let me start with the hedge question and then we'll get to the live betting question, which connects to what you just said. Um, earlier in the show, you said, you know, you've got a ton of Tampa futures and now you've got about 110 grand sort of in play in order to win 25 grand. Explain to people like what you're hedging and what your strategy and philosophy has been. Uh, sure. So it's pretty simple, honestly. Um, I'll use us for example. So we were going to do the bills, right? 4,200 uh, 4, to win 37,500. So we, I would have let it ride that first game with the Colts because, like, you don't want to hedge that first one. So we escaped that game. We have the next game where they're playing the Ravens. You're in a spot now where you either put one-third, which means for us we would have put 10K to win 10K. Like, so we'd make, a, whatever, $6,000. Or you could let it ride. And if you did hedge it, the next game, that means you only have two-thirds of that original bet we have left because we obviously lost that 10K by taking uh, – the Ravens are the first one. So for me, the reason I have so much money out there right now is that I've, I've been hedging. So say original in total, I had um, like coming into the season, say I had like 20 grand out there uh, on future bets. Cause I like just doing like a thousand on each one. It's easier to track. Um, my biggest one might've been Pittsburgh where I might've put like four or 5,000 on them for the Super Bowl. Uh, which would have been like a crazy penny. I would have paid like 200K or something crazy like that. Um, basically, like I'm doing future bets throughout the year. So I took the Bills later on. We talked about that. Then I took the Green Bay when we were in the playoffs to win the NFC. Um, so it pretty much worked out that I already pretty much had, give or take, about 60K out there on my hedging. So – I'm in, I was at a point then that I'm either like say the the Green Bay had won that would have been fine with me I would have been good for the year I'd have made a nice little profit and they'd be they'd be going against the Chiefs and I would just hedge on the Chiefs where with the Buccaneers I had them at such crazy odds that if I had just not been hedging against them like I I shouldn't have hedged against them with Green Bay but I just I messed up I didn't believe in Brady which is like everyone's everyone's had that moment in their life where you don't believe again Brady and he just puts it to you again. He's like, I'm the greatest ever. This is why you always believe in me. But I'm in a spot now where I had to put just about, I'm like up to like 30,000. I might do a little more in the Chiefs um, money line just to pretty much make a profit back because just say it does happen where the Buccaneers do win. I just want to be in a spot no matter what, I'll make 25,000. Like I, I don't want to do all this work and make nothing because – I got to tell you all the time, I like to invest money. I think about if I just put this into Tesla, I would have about five times my money right now at the same yeah, date. Right? So it's one of those where it's like I'm taking a little loss in my time because it's so much work and money to make. I'm not going to say it's a little amount of money. That's a lot of money, but not as much as I'd hope coming into the year. Where like last year, 
when you had me on, I rode the Chiefs all through the playoffs and the Super Bowl. That's like that was those are the dream years where I had the Chiefs at ten to one because of Mahomes being hurt last year, and it was one of those where. I I know it's the luck a little bit, but at the same time, it's like if you get one of those every three to four years, you're good. Like these ones don't hurt as bad because it's like, yeah, I had a down year this year, but I'm still making a profit. But hedging hedging's hard. It's it's all about what you believe in. Like if you really, if I really believe in the Buccaneers, right? I don't hedge. I let it ride because I'm having I have crazy value right now. But once again, I I do this for a living. I need I need that money to do stuff with, so I'm gonna hedge. Well, I also like that you're thoughtful about it and it's not a gamble. Like you're doing things in order to maximize a profit, not just say I'm going to walk away with, you know, six figures and I'm going to be so close. Like you're going to be an adult and you're going to put money in your pocket. I always say wise guys are wise guys because they know how to keep money in their pocket. Not because like they're better gamblers than everybody else on every single day. It's all money management. Like the same thing about me pulling our money off before the playoffs yep. even started. It's just one of those where I know what I'm good at when I'm not. And I don't want to hurt the fans' feelings, but I literally put a Twitter poll out there for people to vote on their favorite bets for this weekend. And I did a parlay of uh, the Bucks money line with the Chiefs just because our fans voted for the Bills in Green Bay, just for fun. And that ended up being the only real bet I won this weekend. So that's one of those where it's like, I'll, I'll just make a random bet like that every now and then. But for the most part, I'm pretty staunch where it's like, I believed in the green Bay. I agreed in the bills, but like, I didn't chase, I didn't bet them at halftime. I didn't, I didn't bet uh big on the bills when they were up nine nothing. It's just like one of those where if I win great, if I lost, I lost. I like never, I never had the the feeling of chasing because it's just like, we're talking right now. We're on to the Super Bowl now where I think I have a good read. I think I have a good line. I'm hoping to get back the money I lost anyway. So it's one of those, you just keep going on for the next week. So here's a hedge question uh, from a listener named Chris Moradian. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Chris, uh, who DM'd me. Um, you know, you're not the only one who gets DMs, Simon. Uh, I have 250 on the box. This is Chris. To win the Super Bowl at plus 2,500. A week ago, I put $800 on Mahomes to win the Super Bowl MVP at plus 325. Would you hedge any more? If so, how? I am planning on doing a Chiefs money line, but would love some advice. Also, it's been an awesome season. Thanks for the great content. You're welcome, Chris. Thanks, Chris. That's what you do, man. Uh, I love the idea of uh, Mahomes MVP, but we saw last year where Damian Williams probably could have won the MVP for the Chiefs last year, the running back. He he had a, a crazy game. He had the touchdown to end of the game pretty much. Um, that sealed it. I, I would just, I, I, cause I'm, I, like I talk on the show all the time. I just play it safe. Cause I just think the money you're getting back, you're adding to your bankroll. If you're not investing or doing anything else with it, which means you have more equity to play with next year. That's guaranteed money. Like you've already in your mind, you should already think to yourself you've won cause you made that bet at crazy odds. And now it's here where no matter what, how you look at it, you could be getting, you said he got 25 to one. So that means he's getting the chiefs at 12 to one. If he bets it that way, like no matter what, he can get a 12 to one winner right now. So the, I love the idea. Cause that's great odds with the MVP hedge. Um, but if it was me, I would just try to maximize the value of the bet and I'd play the chiefs. And if he has the option, maybe he can do it live where the chiefs will get down, say 10, nothing to the Buccaneers and he'll be able to get a really good number in the chiefs. But for me, I don't risk it, especially if I'm betting a lot of money. They don't take 
the, the certain amount of size if you're trying to bet live. I would just hedge before and try to just uh, not have a no sweat game, but have a game where you know no matter what you're making that profit. And then you can do your own little side bets if you're trying to have fun. But like lock in that profit. That's my my advice with the hedging. So you you suggest he said he's going to put um, money on the Chiefs money line. Uh, so that's what you would tell, like, that's, that's what you should take. That's what you would do just to lock in that profit. The mo the money on the homes ends up being sort of a fun side bet. Yeah. And just don't even mess with it. Like, don't get weird and try to do, well, I figure if the chiefs are going to win, it's going to go over 50 points or 56 points, try to parlay or anything like that. Just do it straight. Just take the stress away, eat the yep. juice and just bet the number and just get your profits. Cause that's a great number. And that was a great bet by you, buddy. Way to go, Chris. Thank you for the question. All right. You mentioned live. Um, here is a question from Jared in Toledo. I've never bet an NFL game <laughs> live before, but I've heard it is a great way to get really good spread and total numbers. If you don't mind buying low, selling high mid game, do you have any rules of thumb when live betting the NFL generally? Anything to watch out for in this Super Bowl specifically? Thank you, Jared from Toledo. Uh, my first advice would be don't. Don't live bet. Wow. Uh, I know. I know most people love live betting, but to me, live betting, it can be, it can be bad for the certain type of people that get into it, where if you're a degenerate, you'll just keep hit, hitting numbers because you think you have a good read on the game. And then all of a sudden your bankroll is gone on one game because you just kept live betting it. So if you're good at money management, yeah, man, live betting's the best. Me and Chad talked all year. We would do live bets on these teams that would get down, I don't know, two touchdowns or whatever. We'd take money. We'd throw a little bit on their money line. You take some on their spread. That stuff's fine. But if you're in a spot where you're kind of chasing and you're just throwing all your bank into one game because you're hitting the live numbers and you think you have a good read, I just – I just think it's a trap to people where I just like when I bet the game beforehand and yeah, I threw, I probably threw another grand on green Bay's money line um, before the second half. Cause once they got that touchdown, I was like, all right, like green Bay is going to come out good here. And then sure enough, they I think they fumbled the very first play of the second half and Tampa Bay score again. And I was just like, all right, that's why I hate live betting. So it is one of those where it is tough, tough to do. And I recommend against it because for me, it's just, it's, it's easier to win and lose, not chasing. Like if I lose a game, I'm one and oh, instead of being four and oh, if I kept live betting the same team. So for me, it's, it's one of those where if you're going to live bet, either live bet where you're hedging out or live bet on a big odds where you're, you're either getting five to one or four to one where you're getting your money's worth. I like that. I think I agree with both of those things. And, and a lot of guys I know, uh, that's what they do. You, and actually, in the Action Network app, it's really interesting. Um, you can see it happening in real time. And this isn't, this isn't to pimp the app, but it is a really great feature of the app. <laughs> you, know, you get alerts from the people that you follow, right? So you can get, if you follow Chris Raybon, if you follow, follow Stucky, you follow Matthew Friedman or Sean Corner, Raheem Palmer, whomever, um, you'll see what they're betting in advance of the game. And oftentimes... I will get alerts like it even happened this weekend. I knew corner was on, I think the total in the Packers bucks game, he was on the over for the game. And then I saw he was live betting like the live under as well. Um, and he, I think he was like 
you know, is he hedging out? Is he taking advantage? Does he see something like you're getting a sense of what some professionals are doing? And that's a real value that uh, if you're looking to hedge and, and things like that, you can see it happening in real time. Yeah, I, um, I saw uh, I saw Chris win 7-0, man, that, that Bucks green Bay game. That's a hell of a day. Yeah, Raybon went 7-0 in the uh, NFC title. Good for him. Good yeah. for him. Look, he's hopefully really he was good. doing more than hopefully he was doing more than one units because that's like a cleanup day. He was doing okay. He's really good at this. Um, <laughs> all right, let's see. Last question, then we'll go, and then we'll go into uh, next week. Brendan Kopman, and this is not about the game, so get ready. Curious to hear your thoughts if you have any yet. And Chargers at thirty to one to win the Super Bowl in the post Anthony Lynn era. Also, is it worth taking a shot on the Jets at 101 in speculation that they get Deshaun Watson or any other Super Bowl flyers worth taking at this point? And like, that's what I was going to talk to you about. We'll probably do a whole show on it just because right now we have three legit quarterbacks that might be on the move. And that's going to really be crazy with these futures where I already locked in. I would say the only one I've locked in right now is the Panthers. And that's just off a whim that I think I'm out to look. It was either 80 to one or 100 to one. The fact that if they get Watson, I could just see it being one of those where it's second year um, with rule. That defense is a little bit better and they have all these weapons on offense at 80 to one. I'll take that same with the Buccaneers. Like, did I believe in Winston when I made that bet? Not at all. But I was thinking to myself, if a team can make the playoffs at 50 to one, that's incredible hedge opportunity. And Every year we're going to be sitting in the spot and we'll talk about it. Like the 49ers just two years ago at this exact same date, they were 55 to one to make the Super Bowl. We saw them in the Super Bowl last year against the Chiefs. So it's one of these where there's long shots have been coming through lately. And I know that uh, that Jets one's interesting for sure because um, they definitely – they have the pieces there and maybe they could do stuff in the draft that will help that offense get a little better. But I, I wouldn't do it at 101 just because – it's kind of the same what I'm feeling here with the Chargers. The Chargers are in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. I just can't see him getting a one seed in any in, in any scenario. I, like, sure, maybe Mahomes will go down and all could fall apart. And, yeah, you have great, great odds here on the Chargers. But I don't know. It's just tough to tell him to take that bet with Mahomes in that division. And same with the Jets where Josh Allen, we saw him play bad here. Like, that was – that was a bad game, but we all know Josh Allen's a pretty good quarterback, and it seems like he's going to run that division from now on. So that's another one of those where I would just stay away from it. It's uh, I, I don't I actually know what now. I'm really thinking about it. Watson could end up there because I read a thing uh, a week ago about he did put the Jets on his list of teams he would go to. He did. So that, that's pretty interesting. But for me, it's just it, it going from such a losing culture one year to the next year. That'd be an amazing story if they make the playoffs. But win the Super Bowl, I just can't see that big of a turnaround from such a losing culture there. They don't have their own Shanahan and a head coach. They have someone that we have no idea if he's going to be a good head coach for the Jets. So I like I like what they've done there, the Jets, and like what they're going to be building there. But I just don't think they're a Super Bowl team next year. We should, um, and we could talk about this off air. Like I forget when you disappear for a month, but <laughs> we might have to do a immediate reacts futures pod the Tuesday after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'll be good for that because with COVID and everything, it's kind of messed up. Like I usually I would disappear for like three weeks or a month. Um, 
But right now, the only thing I'm booked for is go I'm going to Jamaica for a couple of weeks. Um, you probably never heard of it. Negril. Yeah, I've heard it. You heard of it? S You're some, cultured. I'm an old person who's like <laughs> traveled around the world. Like I avoid going to dinner grill because it's pedestrian. Oh, wow. Boring. How about that? Uh, yeah. It's not. And I'm going to live video chat from there and just show you how amazing it is. But yeah, I'll be around for sure right after the Super Bowl. So we'll definitely do something like that. And then I'll tell you, buddy, when I get back, man, I just dive right back into football. So we'll do whatever you want. But I'll definitely have time this offseason. All right, uh, let's get to our, uh, our giveaway here. As a reminder, we're doing a phrase the pace. And because Simon and I went winless last week, our first winless week of the year, we are rolling over the prize. And I am guaranteeing, guaranteeing the commenter who follows the favorite pod, the favorites pod at the favorites pod, and tags us using the phrase, Simon says, we care. Uh, I will give that person $500 and I will give their favorite charity $500. And if you did submit comments this past week, have no fear. We have collected them. We will put those into the pile of comments that we will consider for next week. Uh, Matt Mitchell has already sent me a bunch. Um, but we didn't win and, and I felt bad giving people nothing for for that. So we're just going to guarantee a prize for next week. Go to at the favorites pod, tag us using the phrase, Simon says we care. This has been the favorites. We will be back next week. We're going to talk Super Bowl props. We're going to talk uh, any updates on the line. We're going to talk about what we're ultimately going to think about when it's time to bet the Super Bowl. I am Chad Millman for Simon Hunter. Download it at Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. For producer extraordinaire Matt Mitchell, until next time, love you.